What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Right Life Podcast. You got Boomer McQueen here and our special guest, my lovely, beautiful sister, Karina May, that we're, we're getting to dive in to the topic of adoption. And if y'all listened to the episode right before this, y'all got to hear some of some of the story of her adoption because we were able, my family was able to adopt her as our sister from Ukraine. And it's, it's an incredible story. So if you've not heard it yet, go back and listen to the previous episode and then you can join us again right here. Yes, but we still have Karina on the Zoom. So we're going to dive right back into just this incredible story. So Karina, thanks so much for holding on and continuing this awesome story with us. Oh my gosh, this has been such a joy. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, we we <laughs> love it. Well, well, we kind of stopped just at the small portion of when our parents came to see you for the first time. And you, you told us kind of your feelings, your thoughts. Um, and yeah, it was it, it was incredible just hearing hearing that. Um, but the next thing that we kind of wanted to dive in was what was it like when they officially asked you to be a part of our family? And what were the emotions that went through this? Yeah, so um you know, that was a really challenging process because um to give you a little backstory is, um, you know, we spent a lot of time together. They would come every day and they would visit me and it was exciting and it was fun. But then on the other hand, like, um, the women in the orphanage, they would say, Oh, they're going to like take you to America and they're going to sell your organs and they, you're going to become like a maid and like all of these really insane things. So whenever mom and dad like asked me if I would like to be part of the family I think it was a time where I just I didn't have an answer even though I knew it it could be like the most amazing thing for me because I've spent time with these people who are extremely loving and caring and just like the way they were with all the kids in the orphanage like they would come see me but they would hang out with everybody mm-hmm. and like, it was like everybody loved them everybody was like please get in like you know <laughs> like you know and um but as a kid like as an 11 year old kid you're like I don't know these people like I've I've alone gone through so much like as a child and then having to like go into this other transition where I don't speak the language. I have never been to the land. I don't eat the same food, you know? And then these people that I should be trusting, like telling me all these crazy nonsense things. Now that I think about it, I'm like, what, how is an adult? Was that even like possible for you to say, you know? So what happened was when mom and dad um, asked me if I wanted to be adopted, um, I actually was very unsure and I was very nervous. So I don't know if you knew this, Nathan, but I had to go in front of all the officials in the city to give my answers. It was like this cold Soviet room, literally, with all of these like really mean looking people just sitting in this big table Mm. and waiting for me to give an answer, you know? And I think 
think at that moment I did I just got scared. I got very scared and intimidated, so I couldn't give an answer. And I don't know if you remember, I think mom and dad gave me like and the officials gave me like another week or so to like really think through it. And that's when dad wrote me a letter. And I don't know if you knew about that, but I just remember mm. like him talking about like how we're gonna be a family and how much like they're gonna love me and how much they're just gonna give me as people, you know, not materialistic things, but just like how much they're gonna care for me and how the Lord has called them to come and to just like want to give me a future and a hope, you know? And um so what I did was as a little eleven year old, um I went to that church that uh, Russian Orthodox church, I don't know if you remember, Yes. attached to the orphanage. And so my little self went over there and talked to the priest. And I don't remember what he said, but I remember he gave me like this little Russian Orthodox booklet of prayers. And I remember I prayed in that church and I found so much peace. And that's when I walked out and I gave my answer. Mm. And the answer was, you know, and um so it was it was a very heavy decision to make for a child yes literally man you know i i I can't believe i can't fully understand standing in front of at at 11 years old standing Mm -hmm. in front of these probably mostly men older men that are just kind of looking at you and and you have to make a decision and you, you you're just 11 year old i mean i can't imagine making that decision now yeah. i mean get alone that age to go with somebody you hardly knew because they were only there they, uh, our family was only there a couple months correct i believe that's that's we, from the moment you met them to the moment you uh you uh they took you in front of that council it was only a few months you guys had not been there yet there, we were right? we had already been there once prior okay. to that okay. no no, no, we haven't, because no. we didn't come till after the fact. Oh my goodness, you're right. So, Nathan, I have the coolest story to tell you about this, and you will love it as well. Um, so when mom and dad left after I gave my answer, mm-hmm. they said we're going to bring a surprise. Wait, they said they said what? They're going to bring me a surprise back when they come back. Because they had and to go was, back to the states at the okay. time. So after yeah. after Karina made the decision, there was a, a month, uh, about a month gap or two week gap that she still couldn't go home with okay. us yet. So they came back to the U.S. Yeah, it was like a it, yeah, a, just a policy that they had to follow. Okay. So I was like, uh, that surprise better be my amazing big brothers that I haven't met yet, you know. <laughs> And um, so the cool thing is I always wanted big brothers. Like I always wanted big brothers to like protect me, to be there for me, to beat everybody up, you know? And so this was my chance to get my big brothers. And um, I remember this is the coolest thing, one of the coolest things from the adoption. I remember they left and I had the most vivid dream the most vivid dream. And it was of Nathan and Jordan coming to the orphanage. And the dream was, is that Nathan, remember that fence? Yeah. That, like around and that in, the main entrance. Mm-hmm. 
my dream was that you and Jordan were coming through the entrance to meet me. And it happened exactly like that. It was like a deja vu. And it was the coolest thing. And I wasn't even surprised because I had that dream and I knew that was going to be the surprise, you know? And actually, I have to tell you, like, you and Jordan were a huge factor into my decision making. Mm. Like, I, you know, I've never had like a mom and a dad. So for me, it actually was like a lot to process and to understand like what that was going to look like. Right. Um, Then I was like so pumped about having like these big brothers, you know. And so it all was really cool how it like all unfolded. But I was so excited to meet you and Jordan. Like, I don't know. I was just so excited. Oh, and you guys really cool, especially because you had like brothers and sisters in the orphanage. So you knew what that dynamic, I mean, to an extent was like, but like, that's really yeah, cool, but didn't know what the mother, like the mother father figure, what that was going to be like. So exactly. that's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, and it was awesome. It just on on our side too, on Jordan and I's side, we were we were so excited um yeah. to meet Karina. Well, because you guys probably always wanted time. a little sister. We did. We always wanted a little sister. And I remember uh both of us walking around this giant gate and going in the front the front gates and stuff like that. And um it was it was emotionally incredible. And um and uh for the sister that we prayed for for you know a year prior Mm -hmm. to that to that date or even longer um then came to fruition where we actually got to meet you which was which was incredible so like what was that like so you said a couple weeks later they went back so you guys went with that Mm -hmm. time we got to we got to fly to ukraine and um after my parents my parents were uh, they either just stay there, which is probably what they did. And then we flew and it was a terrible flight for both of us. We lost all of our luggage and oh gosh. yeah, it, we didn't get our clothes back till we actually were getting on the plane or something like that. It was, it was rough, <laughs> but uh. the, what made it all worth it was being able to meet Karina and, and, um, see part of her story at that time. Oh yeah. And then we got to come home with and you came with? Is that when you came with came um, back? Yeah, Nathan, you you remember what that journey was like? Oh, listen. So that's we can go. <laughs> that could be a whole a whole, whole podcast. podcast by itself of uh the moment that we left the orphanage with you um and we had the art interpreter um and then going to Kiev and then leaving Kiev getting on the plane. Um yeah. Really quickly before I tell my side, uh, Karina, yeah. can you tell can you tell them what was going through your head? Because then I'll tell you what was going through ours. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I know I've already told you, um, but it's it's pretty it's it's incredible actually on our on our side. And I'll play referee if needed. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So the crazy thing was was that um, you know like. So you took you guys took me out of the orphanage. Uh-huh. It was my first time in like four years to be away from all of my friends. Mm. I didn't speak I didn't speak your language. Nope. You didn't speak my language. I didn't know you right. first of all. <laughs> and um I just remember just starting to feel like 
lonely and scared. That's what I remember. And I think the more time, like the more days starting passing, mm -hmm. the more scared I got because we stayed in yellow waters for a few days, right? After you We did. And then we went to Kiev for a couple days. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, whenever we were in Kiev, I told Oksana that I wanted to go back to the orphanage. So Oksana was our translator. And she said, uh, no, you're not. Go get ready for bed. <laughs> and you're going to the United States with the May family. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I mean, I threw a fit. Oh. Like, dad was not having it. Mom was not having it. Nobody was having it. Nobody and was, was having like, it. I, I'll wow. s tell you from our side where where I remember leaving leaving you know we it was like the honeymoon phase of at the orphanage and then we left the orphanage and we're in yellow waters for a little while uh, Jotevori and um it, it was good but then when we got to Kiev it was like you turned into like an alien and yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm talking like an alien crazy person and I remember specifically. And I think we told you this before, Jordan and I went to some bread shop because that's basically all I like there in Ukraine. And um, I'm not surprised because <laughs> they probably served like donuts or something. I don't know. But we went to yeah. that bread shop and we were sitting there and talking and we just had that that look of defeat almost on our faces of what what have we done um, almost and 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 we, we talked about it, Smalls, and we talked about it together. And then we talked about it with mom and dad about the same thing of like, what, what are we, what are we doing? She, cause you, when we got to Kiev, you were kind of crazy and, and exactly what you were saying, you did not, you, you didn't know what was going on and you were scared and then you wanted to go back. And, and in our heads, we're like, well, this is, this is not going to go well. And then mom and dad just sat us down and we talked about it. We prayed over you over over our family and we we just then had a peace about it and um it was it was but i remember it was very hard for us because that was a very hard few days in kiev and all the way up to the moment we stepped onto that plane she was a terror <laughs> but the moment you we yeah. stepped onto the plane something something happened and something transformed and God just showed up Showed up, and right when we got onto that plane, it, you, you were a different person slash, I don't know what happened in your heart, what happened in our hearts or in our eyes, but God just completely showed up in our, in, in, and yeah. took our family from, from that point on, you were our sister. No matter what, and that was from really from the point where we left the orphanage. But from the moment we stepped on that plane, I remember everything's gonna be okay from that moment on. It almost like reminds me of like when God like can call out demons, you know? It yeah. almost like called out the demon is like you're staying here, and this is a new. You life. cannot step over this threshold. Mm -hmm. Almost, yep. it, Satan, get behind me! Yep, you're. I don't know. Here. Did you mm -hmm. did you happen to feel any of that onto the plane or anything? I mean, that was just me personally. I'm. I don't know even about mom and dad. So. Oh, I was just excited that I was gonna like watch movies on the plane. <laughs> uh, like, you I stayed up the whole time watching bad. movies. <laughs> the whole, you know, mom and dad sleeping medication. So I was 
sleep on the plane. It didn't work. <laughs> they gave you some I PM. Watched, that's really funny. <laughs> I watched movies the whole time. The whole time. But no, I think it was the moment where it's like, okay, this is happening and it's just going to happen now. Yeah. And it was like a faith, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a crazy season for sure in, in every way. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's but, one, as a, like an outsider and like, and has gotten to like watch. I mean, when I came, became part of this family, you know, you'd been, what, so you were adopted when you were 11. So it had been like, oh, I don't know what, eight, nine years, something like that. And like you, I, to me, I would have had no clue that you were not part of the May family from the beginning. I mean, no clue. It's just, you've always, to me, it's always has felt like, you know, Karina's just, you're born into the family just like they were. Yeah. Um. So what was that adjustment really like coming over to the, I mean, adjusting to the U.S., adjusting to a- learning English just the customs, the culture, being part of a family, having mom and dad that you know want to give you rules and have dinner with you and all those things. So tell us a little and, bit about and that. And all your firsts. Your first. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> that Walmart picture will stay with me forever. I don't know if you guys have your first time at Walmart picture, but I do. And I'm very proud. Literally. I remember... I was like, first, I've never seen anything like it, honestly. I was like, what is this magical place? You know, it had everything. <laughs> yeah, <Mart>. <laughs> um, so funny. But no, in all seriousness, I, um, mom and dad actually did like a phenomenal job to trying to just establish like this life for me where it felt like it was like, this is going to be your norm. And like, this is our life and we're just going to, take it as it goes, you know? And so the, you know, the, there were many adjustments, but the biggest one was having a family. Like I've never had two adults, a, a male and a female that were there to tell me what to do, what not to do, ah, teach me something, you know? And then um, like one of the things um that happened was kind of funny, but not funny in a sense. I remember I was like in the US for just like a few weeks and we came from somewhere at night and it was the day that um, the garbage bins on the street were getting, you know, taken out. And so that night we pulled, we pulled in and mom or dad, I don't remember who just gestured me to go bring the big garbage bin up and pull it to the garage. And I said, yet, like, that's a no in, in Russian. I said, yet. They were like, what do you mean yet? I said, yet. And, and that was and so I was so like worked up. I went into the house and I got the dictionary and I pulled out and it was, it said maid. And I was telling them that I was not a maid. Well, it came from the place that these women in the orphanage were telling me that they're going to do all these crazy things to me. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's starting. It has started. I have to you thought fight they were going to make you a servant, a maid, and all that other, yeah. Exactly. And sell your you know, organs. Just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
But it took an adjustment of like having a parental figure, like parents and just like honoring them and respecting them and listening to them. Because for me, let me tell you, ever since I was like a little girl, I did whatever I wanted and I went anywhere I wanted. Mm. My grandmother find me somewhere, give me a whooping. I would do the same thing like the next day, you know? And so it's just like that adjustment and, and then food. I, for the longest time, I would eat like chicken fingers and drink Sprite because those were the only two things that had the similar taste that it did in Ukraine, you mm. know? Language. Oh my gosh. We had sticky notes. Remember that? Oh, sticky notes like all, all over the house. house, all over the house. Written fridge, water bottle, knife, fork, like cabinetry, book picture TV. <laughs> yeah no like everything door you know like all these little things and and then literally i think like after two weeks of me being in the u.s uh, mom and dad just threw me into westbrook like that was like okay you don't know english we don't care you're still gonna go to school and you're still gonna learn you know and so it was that it was that thing um so so many like I remember kids in school would call me Katrina because it was right after Hurricane Katrina, you know, mm -hmm. and I would be like, that is not my name, but I couldn't say it. You know, I remember this one girl, she would talk to me all the time. She actually came from Louisiana after Katrina. And instead of me learning, so me learning English, I would say, I don't understand. I would say, I understand. So I got them flipped. So when the kids would talk to me, I would tell them, I understand. So they would like keep, keep going. To me. But you I meant, I, I don't understand. But I did not understand, you know? <laughs> It was so much. So and did, it was did you a have anyone help, like, a, I mean, translator or anyone helping you? Or how did you kind of get through that barrier? I can't, so I cannot was, even imagine. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we actually, the cool thing was um, we had Miss Ford. Uh, she was my fifth grade teacher, one of them. And she had a son who was studying Russian at University of Alabama. Mm. And so his, like, internship, he would drive once a week to Westbrook. And I would learn English with him and he would get credits for his, you know, class. Wow. So, and then gradually I just myself started picking up. I had no choice, you know, and as a kid, just do that. So yeah, just those things. I mean, many more, but those were the huge ones. It was like um, having a family, food, and the language, you know, those are like three huge things. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool what a cool internship for that guy though i know too. I'm thinking, that's, that's amazing that was neat wow well we are like just so loving this time with you i i just feel like i've learned a whole new, another layer inside of you that i i just didn't know before because we've never really gotten to like really go into deep but um i know that we'll love to have you come and do this again with us because i know there's so much more we could tap into but the way we like to really wrap up our podcast is just whether it's a scripture verse or some like a uh, you know life motto or just some encouraging word to be able to leave listeners with that you would that you know just is important to you or has really made an impact in your life. Yeah, I would say, and you know, Dad would always tell us like God has a plan for you, you know, um, and that's my biggest thing. And God has His timing, not your timing. You may want this and that, and this should be happening now, but 
especially in, in my adult life, I've seen that every God has his timing for every little thing. And I would encourage people that have gone, you know, through, through adoption or, you know, just these really like traumatic experiences as children or even adults to find healing and try to find peace in God. And I know that's something I've worked throughout all of my 20s, honestly. And I can truly say now at this point in my life that I feel so light, I feel so blessed, and I've just found so much healing. And I just wish that for everybody. And I would encourage people to talk about those things and process them and express them because I think that's the only way you're going to heal and find forgiveness from those things and just move on with your life to flourish into something really beautiful mm. you know absolutely so, wow that's so, so perfect good job I would say you're so just like motivational like I could just listen to you like you you talk because you talk with just such you know, authenticity and like there's just this realness in your voice and it's because you've been in a place of, you know, of hurt and you had to go through that healing and, you know, probably still walking it to an extent and it, but it's just beautiful to listen to. So we love you, Karina. I want to give you a big, a big hug, not through the screen right now, but. (laughs) And I know like both of you guys, you know, like, thank you for letting me share my story, but I know you've gone through your own things and your own journey and lives and, um, I know there's going to be a time where you're going to keep sharing it and inspiring people. And, um, but I love you both so much. And I'm just so thankful to really like have you as my brother and sister. Like it's an incredible thing. And I just feel truly blessed. So, but I can't wait until our whole family, maybe one day, has like this really open conversation because I would love to hear my brothers, you know, give their side of the story because that's super important for me to hear as well. I know we don't have all the time here, but we and will I think one that's day. I think that's something that we we will do because yeah. I think that 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 whole story we got to hear just a small portion of your story mm-hmm. and then there's the whole side of the story of the adoption process from from our parents and then and it's you, such a long process like such people a long can't process. fathom walking through that for over a year and right. however long and mm-hmm. then there's the whole story of the brothers i mean it it, yeah. it wow. adopt the adoption process is not just about one person about one person mm-hmm. it's about the wow. entire family and adding someone that you love to your family yeah. and that you will never never not love them ever because yeah. now they are part they are of your part family of, yep. mm-hmm. and uh right. and so i can't wait to actually do uh, an episode or 10 about that whole about that whole experience yeah well i think another and i know we're wrapping this but another thing that to me is remarkable is what you can recall and so vividly Mm -hmm. from such a young age because like i try to think of like i don't remember anything from when i'm five or seven or eight you know little bits and pieces but it's just amazing the way you could just recall those things because it's like Mm -hmm. that's what you knew that's what shaped who you are and your childhood um, so yeah, it's really unique hearing and different perspectives. It kind of goes back to the the thing that we talked about. Was it a last week or the week before? Of how how memories are ingrained, mm-hmm. ingrained in you forever, yeah. and um, to make those memories great, or then or there's going to be hard memories too. Yeah, but the, the ones that really impact you, yeah, you like you can't forget. So, mm-hmm. well, well, Smalls, Karina, 
I love you. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast, The Right Life Podcast. Yeah. And you did an absolute incredible job. Yes, yes, yes. Oh I love you guys so much. And I <laughs> genuinely want to thank you for letting me share this story with you and just, you know, hear all the sides here and there a little bit. But we'll, we'll dive deeper next time, too, from your point of view. That's right. So. <laughs> Love it. Well, guys, thank y'all so much for joining in, joining us again on the Right Life Podcast and hearing this incredible story from Karina May on just the adoption process. Mm-hmm. Yep. And remember, if you haven't listened to the first part of this um, this series with Karina, go back and listen to the last episode. You do not want to miss it. This no. is truly just something special. So absolutely. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the Right Life Podcast. We're just so thankful for all of you, for your support, and for you guys joining us here as we live out the right life. Can't wait to have you all next time. Have a great week. Love you guys. Boomer out.